step into the trademark, your go-to podcast for everything marketing in the trades. Hosted by award-winning industry marketing experts, Sarah Gerardo from Remarketable and Eric Thomas from Rival Digital. Together, we're here to unite the worlds of trades and marketing, bringing you insights, stories, and strategies from the heart of the industry. Whether you're a trade professional, a marketing expert, or somewhere in between, this is the place for you. Listen in as we're here for the big ideas, the game changers, and the everyday successes. Because at The Trademark, we're with the trades and for the trades. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm not even going to say a name this time because we are... (laughs) possibly rebranding the show and there's a very specific reason why um you might notice that i have an additional host on the show with me today so we're very excited to announce with you all out there that no other than sarah gerardo will be joining me as my trusty co-host on the show from now on super excited this is our first episode together sarah are you nervous no, I'm super excited. Super excited. Like walk, yeah. so. I'm excited too because Sarah is way smarter than me. Uh, I'm just good at rambling and, um, you know, just making jokes and talking about pins and clickiness. Um, so I'm excited to actually bring some intelligence onto the show for you all because um, we always say the best idea wins here. And um, we've got, we've got a, a really good episode ahead of us today because we are joined by Ishmael Valdez. I know a lot of you know who this is. Um, but Ish, welcome to the show, man. How's it going? Good, Eric. How are you? Sarah's used to the the spotlight already, so you're not gonna get her. You're not gonna get her nervous or anything. She's actually born for this, huh, Sarah? I was born for this. You're right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Ish, super excited to have you on the show, man. Um, I know a lot of people out there already know your journey, but l- let's just go ahead and recap it for those you know who may be listening who who might not have heard it, you know, before. So let's just recap your journey on kind of how you got to where you're at today in business. Um, my name is Ishmael, bro. Um, uh, most of the people know me on, on social media. I'm pretty loud on social media, actually. Um, not loud. I, I think I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty uh, helpful in there. I want to, I'm like, the, uh, that's why I call myself the head janitor because I'm here to help anybody that I can. So, um, you know, I started in this trade when I was, uh, started in the trades when I was 18 years old, kind of worked my way up uh, at a supply house. And, um, you know, I think the next one was, was about my third company that I started and, and grew. Um, I started a company back in 2009, 10, called RHA, sold it off. Then I started Home Comfort USA, got it from, um, I think we went from zero to 21 million in four years. Um, then then part, then kind of had a feud with the with the CEO there and, and parted ways. And then after that, that's when I started, uh, that's when the, the journey really started. And I started uh, Next Gen Heating and Air Conditioning. That was a eight-year journey. Got it up to 130. We're pacing 126 to 130 mil this year, depending on how September is going to plan out. Um, just sold off to private equity about a year and a half ago, so it's been a it's been a pretty dope journey. I, you know, there's a bit there's been a lot of ups and downs in between the whole, the short five minute uh, elevator pitch that I'm giving you. Don't want to don't want to get too stuck on it because I want to I want to cover more questions than than just my journey for sure. Yeah, that's a wild journey. Like it's it's (laughs) remarkable, right? When you think about it, it's like, wow, like, wow. Um, And so then what's next? So you sold to the private equity company and now today you are doing what? I'm still, I'm still at next gen air conditioning. I'm still coming in here every day. I'm, I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm here right now. 
Um, I'm here every day. I come in here for at least two to three hours, spend some time with the people, uh, you know, kind of um, kind of give direction to all my executive team. Um, if there's hiccups going on, if we're not hitting our budgets, if, you know, if it's a rough month or whatever it is, I, I, I kind of steer them the right way and kind of um, give them uh, the direction on where we need to um, flow so we could, you know, fix the, most of the problems. But I'm still here at Next Gen Air Conditioning. I ventured off uh, to a couple other, you know, uh, 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 journeys. You know, I started, uh, I, I, um, I bought a, a hibachi chain, you know, a hibachi restaurant. Um, I think I got like nine restaurants now. I'm about to buy like I'm about to buy a nectar juice bar, like seven or eight juice bars, just for the fun of it. Um, it's a good, actually, they're, they're good business models. Once I started looking into it, you could actually make some decent money on there. So I did that. Um, I started Nuve a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. It's about to launch in January 23rd of 2024, which is probably the most exciting thing that I got going on right now. Um, Data Cube, obviously, the Data Cube I've been working on for three years uh, with my partner, Andrew and uh, Bree. So mm -hmm. I got my I got my hands like everywhere, but I'm still I'm still at yeah. next year. Next still my baby. We yeah, we've got a lot that I, we definitely want to cover with 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 Nuve and Data Cube um, and also the, the Hibachi restaurants. Um, I guess my, my first question, I'm just I'm just really eager to know selfishly. How has that change been for you on a day to day basis from like full time in the operation day in and day out to just, you know, a couple hours a day partially removed. Like have, have you felt a weight lifted off your shoulders or do you feel a little bit like uh, a little bit less responsibility? Um, you know what the biggest, my, the biggest shift was mentally I had to, um, because we built it, but even, even before the pre-private equity, we had built a, a management system where there was three layers of management at NextGen. So it was pretty, pretty well self-run, ran already. The biggest one that I had to, that I had to learn is how to let my executive team kind of lead instead of them always waiting for me to lead and give them direction and kind of, and kind of, you know, I don't want to say babysit or, 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 or micromanage, but they, they kind of waited for me when I used to own it. Now they, they took a bigger role now that they have, you know, profit units in, inside the operation. And it's actually that, you know, next gen is, is theirs too. So I think, I think that's probably been the biggest shift for me to, to actually let them do the mistakes or let them make the decisions. Um, on the other side though, since they are taking the initiative to, to, to drive it, um, I do get to spend more time with my girls, which is the, the best side of it. And I get to pay attention to the, you know, seven or eight, seven different businesses that I got going on. So I do get to pay attention to those businesses a little bit more, but, but regardless, I'm still, uh, next is always going to be like my favorite child, even though everybody says we don't have a favorite child. Everybody has a favorite child. Um, next is always going to be that for me. So, but mentally, mentally, I think it was, it was, it was, it was being okay with the that they're doing when they're making those decisions and then kind of pivoting it and helping them steer, steer the other direction if the mistakes were made or if the decisions were made. Yeah. Sarah, you look like you're thinking. Yeah, I'm totally thinking because I, because I came from, you know, a company that you work with, right? And so I'm constantly thinking about the private equity side and, and thinking about the operations and how it's changed, but also how, you know, the equity company is there to help you grow. Oh, yeah. And so I, it, when I look at your story and I, I look at, you know, all of the adventures that you've, you've done, it's just, you know, you now get to take your team to the next level and the yeah. next level and the next level by all of the ventures that you're doing. And I love seeing that. And I love the value that you provide and give back in just in terms to the trade. Um, but really, it's like 
how do you for me it's like how do you balance all of this like how there, there dude and, and I, i'm gonna be super honest with you the the work-life balance bullshit that everybody talks about that doesn't exist at this level like it, it might exist at the you know the, the mom and pop level where it's a couple trucks and a couple employees like and they're still grinding it out but at this level it's a full-time job being a full-time leader no matter what so it's not like i get to go home and and yes i enjoy my my time with my girls a little bit more yes i get to spend more time with them um that than i used to but like in my mind, I'm always grinding in my mind. I'm always thinking of like, what's next in my mind. I'm always, you know, questioning, like, well, should I have this? Should I have done that? Should I hire this person? Should I not hire this person? Should I have bought this hibachi chain? Should I have not have like it? There is no work, work like balance at this level. And especially because I'm so to me, I wake up broke every day. I wake up broke every day. I wake up, you know, wanting to wanting more. So there is no balance for me. I think it's more of an addiction and more of a, I think I get my balance when I accomplish a huge goal, like selling a private equity. It was probably one of the biggest accomplishments in my life, prepping the company, because you got to understand, like, when when i saw that private equity was in our when our sector right which was maybe four years ago four years ago service champs was getting bought out ars was coming back in the picture you heard you know geiger was in the pick like you heard all these rumors going around and i kind of paid attention to it so once once that started popping off i had to structure the company to make sure that when private equity entered here they were wowed or they saw some some value in it so they could be able to put a valuation on it. So it wasn't, it, it wasn't like I just, you know, they came in and me check and they left. No, it was, it was two years of, of prepping the financials, two years of, of structuring the management systems, two years of, of grinding out the, the, the diligence, right? Like diligence took for us took almost four or five months. It was excruciatingly hard on my people. Like, taking our focus away from revenue, profit, like the everyday operation and getting like, you know, a hundred lawyers involved and all these people involved to, to go through the diligence was, was excruciating. So it, 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 it was, it was well worth it though. Right. Right. Most definitely. And, and I just want to say congratulations because I don't think I've gotten to see you in a while at the shows and yeah, just congratulations on um, owning juice companies and hibachi. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And you know and what? I'll come visit you soon and we can just all eat there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Okay, so let's talk about your next adventure um, that's coming out in January. So tell me about this product. Dude, Nube is probably going to be the dopest, the dopest, most next to and this is how and this is how big of a impact it's going to have next to service titan nuva is probably going to have the biggest impact in the hvac industry just because of of of, of how you're going to be able the 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 information that you're going to be able to obtain from your customers and how well you're going to be able to retain the customers right because think about it Sarah. right now there's thousands and thousands and millions of thermostats out there nobody knows who installed those units like nobody ever thought about like, hey, maybe we should like I know, you know, years ago when when I was in the in the in the in the um, wholesale industry, they used to print the names of the, of the companies <laughs> in the thermostats. And a month later, that that printing was off or it was erased or it came off like nobody ever thought to put a digital logo inside of the thermostat. So that's what we did at Nuve. So we came up with like five or six different features that that's going to help all the all the contractors retain their client. The number one, the number one best, you know, tool that we got is 
it's a thermostat, but it's really a marketing source. Like mm -hmm. we, we are a thermostat. It is going to help you retain your clients. You are going to want to install these on every single house. At the end of the day, it's going to be the cheapest marketing source in the world. Like you're going to be able to send trigger alerts onto those thermostats and the app. Okay. And the app which I got to talk about the app too. So you're yeah. going to be able to trigger uh, alerts on the thermostat and the maintenance require, membership renewal require, you know, water heater flush require, whatever it is. Happy birthday, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. All those are you're going to be able to put on, on the thermostat and the app. The cool feature about the app, I've, I've heard a million contractors at these, at these conferences, you know, talk about how can we get our own app on the phone? How can we get like customers to, to have their home screen where they could, they could see our logo on the, on the home screen. That's probably the biggest, most powerful marketing thing that you can do for a contractor. Right? So right. what we did at Nuve, once the customer is ready to set up the thermostat, a QR code is going to come out on the thermostat. Mm -hmm. The customer scans the QR code. It leads them to the app store. The app store then downloads the app. But instead of the customer seeing a Nuve logo, uh, instead of them seeing a Nuve logo, they're going to download the next gen app. The next gen app is going to control their thermostat. So every time they need to turn on the thermostat, turn off their thermostat, schedule something. Every time they're going to download that next gen app and download it on their home screen. So every time, how many times do you put do you, do you open your phone? A million times a day. The first thing you're gonna see is all your apps, right? So I have all my apps there with my with my daughter in there. You're gonna wow. see an app in there, and and you're gonna click on it. Once it leads you to the app, it's gonna say next gen all over. The consumer is never gonna know that it was a Nuva thermostat. We don't care if you if they ever find out. We want the the contractor to have that branding of having be, being in front of the customer's face every single day. So that was one of the cool features we came up with the messaging, the, the uh, owning your own app, the auto cycling of the unit, right? Was part, which is my second most favorite uh, feature on the new uh, thermostat. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to auto trigger these units that are installed all over, you know, Southern California, all over the United States. I'm going to be able to grab, let's say I have a hundred units installed in Huntington beach. Mm -hmm. I could go on the new app. Put the zip code for Huntington Beach. There's a hundred units that populate, and I'm gonna be able to start all a hundred units and be able to see, hey, these three units are not getting a signal. They're off. They're powered off. So instead of your customer waiting for June, July when it's a hundred degrees outside and ten thousand units come on at the same time, and now you got you know three weeks worth of warranties. And now your, your install teams are tied up in warranties. Your technicians are tied up in warranty. You're gonna be able to auto cycle these units. Right before the summer, let's say in, in, in March, in shoulder season, auto cycle these units, turn them on, and now you're going to be able to dispatch technicians, dispatch install teams to take care of these warranties before the rush comes, right? That's going to be a huge, listen to me, that's going to be a huge. That's huge. So, so what's the opt-in like that? Because if you're auto cycling someone's unit, right, like it's just turning on, you're like, hey, this isn't my disclosure, this isn't my disclaimer, like, uh, in March of every year, we're going to go ahead and auto cycle yes. your unit. We want to be preventative instead of behind or reactionary. Yep. So this is what we're doing to help you yep. all in this subscription plan yes. program. Yeah. No, that's when they download when they, they, they download the app, all the legalities are going to be there. And on the thermostat, it's going to say testing unit or testing system now. Right. So the customer is going to know that the system's being tested right before the winter. Right. We're about to hit winter. And 99% right. of these customers, 99% of these customers don't turn on their unit until it's freezing cold. Exactly. Right. And now yeah. you tie yeah. half of your technicians and all your warranty techs on all these nonprofit calls.
Right. We're going to be able to auto cycle those units on the shoulder season. Listen to me on the shoulder season and take care of all these bullshit warranties. So when the, <laughs> when the heat comes or, or when the winter comes, you have your technicians, your installers and your, your, your QC guys running profitable calls instead of being stuck at a pissed off client's house. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really exciting. So like, I, I love all of the things I, I did a test with another thermostat like this. And, you know, in the company that I used to work with, and, and because we wanted to own the whole home, right? Like, that's the job. Like, I want to own it. I want to monitor it. I want to make sure that I have an app, I want to stickiness. Um, and I want to make sure that, you know, I have reoccurring revenue coming in all of the time. And so subscription services are where it's at and, yeah. and, and not only membership, but it's a subscription added to your membership. So it's both. And I know you say memberships are dead and that's my favorite. So I added them together. I, I, I did the memberships are dead just to, just to be able to get, get people's attention. The new right. membership is going to be a mon monitoring fee. You're always going to have memberships. We're going to call them monitoring yeah. fees from now on, but the, the memberships aren't dead. They're, they're, they're just going to get updated. Right. And you wanna... That's exactly what it is. It's innovation with subscription. And Eric, you keep moving around and I hear your vest. Um, <laughs> your vest is noisy. <laughs> Sorry, I'll just sit um, back here. <laughs> you're fine. But um, no, and I think that's great, right? But the operational side of this, it's like we install, right? Every home gets this. Every home gets an app. I'd love to see it on like uh, an, a, a device in the home, like Google Assistant or... Um, Amazon Alexa, so that it also reminds you, yep. like, hey, here's the weather brought to you today by yep. NextGen. Um, don't forget to, you know, put your thermostat down into whatever today because it's going to be, you know, mild or whatever. I'd love something like that to, like, even go further. But from a marketing and operations standpoint, it's not that this is just marketable, but this requires a team inside to manage, right? Because someone has to see the alerts make sure that the notifications are going out. So for me, it sounds like this would be, I would probably give it to a speed team, a digital team, um, but then I'd also probably grow it into its team itself. So what are you doing to, to think about the operational side of this when it comes gonna, to- Sarah, great question. We're gonna, we're gonna integrate this all into the dashboard with Service Tiny eventually, where you're gonna see the alerts on your dashboard. You, you gotta be on your service. 99% of the companies, as soon as they, their CSRs and dispatchers get there, they're, they're going on the, on the Service Tiny dashboard. So they're gonna, we're gonna be able to integrate here pretty soon with Service Tiny, where they're gonna see the Nube logo and all those warranties are gonna be able, warranties, calls, you know, offlines, all that, the alerts are going to be on the service sign dashboard. So we're going to get there eventually. Um, another cool feature before you ask me, Eric, is the, the digital, uh, it's going to have a digital uh, display of the logo on the thermostat that's on 24-7. The cool part about it is when the when the when we install these, uh, these uh, thermostats on people's homes, all the customer has to do is click on the logo, uh, confirm their appointment, and a technician arrives there. They don't never have to call it in. They never have to worry about calling the project manager or the, the install. None of that. As soon as as soon as they have a problem or the unit's not turning on, they're going to click the logo on the thermostat, confirm it on their on their app. And a, and a technician will the closest technician will arrive to their destination and be able to take care of their problems. That's dope. That's yeah. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what before this era was asking, how often do I look at my thermostat and. I mean, I don't, I don't just sit around all day and hang out by the thing and sing Kumbaya. I go look at it when it's too hot and I need to turn it down or it's too cold and I need to turn it up or if something's not working and I'm like, yep. oh, maybe the Wi-Fi is out. 
So people are looking at it when they need something. And if the AC is not working, if the heat's not working, if, if it's working, but it's, it's blowing cold air or it's blowing warm air when it's supposed to be doing the opposite. And then they go look at that thermostat and it says, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. You need to call a technician. You just hit yes. And then now you talk about, you talk about a low cost per lead. Oh yeah. You just, comple- <laughs> just completely removed the, the need. The dispatcher, to the CSR, you, you, you remove yeah. the marketing company instead of email blast, right? Everybody does email blast here. Everybody does text message campaign, ringless voicemail. Hey, you could grab a zip code or, or a, a county or a city on yeah. your new app and just trigger every single thermostat. And now you got the lowest CPM in the whole wide world. You don't have to call your marketing company. You don't have to call, you, nobody has to do anything. All they have to go is filter out the, the on the app, click one button and all those alerts could get out. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, like somebody has to do something, right? Like someone has yeah. to push the button. So. Well, now, <laughs> well the, nice thing, the nice thing is now you can dedicate your budget to new customer acquisition. And exactly. you're not having to always, you know, worry about i don't know i just saw a post in a maybe it was service avenger someone was like oh there's these companies that are targeting my brand name yeah i saw that too they don't need that that anymore like that you're gonna have you can spend your marketing budget on ac repair near me for a homeowner that doesn't already have this thermostat installed then you go run that that service and get them on but I also think it's add-on sales, right? It's like it's, yeah. it's every install, it's every technician that leaves a home. You're gonna get, you're gonna create a conversion opportunity for them. It's actually the CSR selling it on the phone first and being like, "Hey, we have this new technology. We want to get into your home. We want to make sure that you are innovated, updated, and we can constantly be there for you when you need exactly. us the most." And exactly. then it goes to the technician if it, and that's a that's a warm lead, right? And then. And then it goes to the technician. Like, this is going to be so easy to sell. That's why I I wanted to do this so much because there was leak detection. There was, you know, smart home monitoring. There was security. There's all of this that I wanted to get into. And so starting with a thermostat makes the most sense because that's your, you know, that's your main biz. But if you go into plumbing and leak detecting and if you go into, there's just so much monitoring services out there. Like, And we didn't want to overcomplicate it. That was the cool thing about it. We didn't want to put all these sensors around your home. We didn't want to do that. We're just a thermostat company that in the back end, we're a marketing source, right? So like you talk, you talk, you talk about the technician. Can you imagine the psychological effect that it's going to have on the consumer when the the technician shows up to the consumer's house and the technician is saying, Hey, I'm just here to check the thermostat because it's giving us a fault. Now the, the customer's going in there and take care of it instead of the technician walking in there as a sales guy trying to upsell him something they're just here to fix a problem the walls are down they're they're there to help out the consumer so when the consumer says anything hey ma'am the thermostat is telling me that it's not you know it's not reaching its set point it's taking too long let me take a look at your system when we present the options we don't come in as salesy we come in as like hey this is what the thermostat it's saying that we need to do Right. The cool, mm-hmm. another cool feature that we came up with, Sarah, which which is you know it helps all the the old school mentality of of, of memberships and retention. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? We probably installed twenty five to thirty thousand systems here at Next Gen Air in our short eight year journey. Do you? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how many of those systems are being worked on by other contractors, and I never knew about it. Can you yeah. imagine how many customers have been taken away from me because they called Next Gen Air in the middle of the summer and we couldn't get out to them fast enough. So they called somebody else and now they're working on my unit. Ready for this? 
as soon as you go into the settings, uh, con another contractor goes onto the settings menu and they try to get in there, it's going to alert back to your service time dashboard or your Nubit dashboard saying somebody is trying to get into your settings menu and they'll auto dial the consumer and say, and, and your dispatcher can say, hey, I just wanted to make sure everything's fine because somebody's trying to get into the settings menu and we're here to help you. Oh, I have another contract. Da, 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 da. Well, ma'am, it, it could void your warranty. I could have a technician there in 30 minutes. Now the now you're going to be able to retain more clients. You're going to be able to see every single fucking client that you've ever worked on. Nobody's going to want to be nobody's going to be able to take away from you because the, the, the thermostat is registered to the original contractor. Not the new contractor that comes in. Yeah, they could always switch, but the consumer has to call in and talk to one of our reps. But like you get a chance to talk to the consumer before they change to another contractor. That's fucking dope. Mm -hmm. And this can be installed on any system, right? Or is it any a certain system. type of system that it any needs system. to be installed? You know, okay. what the cool, you know what the cool part is too? I can't wait to show you like the open rate on calls, right? Because right now your email, your email blast, one out of 10,000 customers is going to open your stupid email and actually read it and call a technician. I can't wait to show like, hey, we send out 100 alerts and 98 alerts came back and we actually got a technician in front of the house. I can't wait to show you that data because then you're going to want to give these thermostats to every single consumer. You're going to want to give them out. You're not even going to care about the $395 we're going to charge you for the thermostat. You're going to want to give them out because now you're going to retain mm -hmm. that client for life. Right. And so the customer lifetime value exactly. because of the stickiness is going to be where the, the sale is. So totally understand that. Totally understand that. And it's going to be... I have so many questions and like running through my head. At oh, I mean, I'm just thinking right now, like what's. Hey, can, can you another scenario, another scenario, uh, a, a nine year old system, right? A, a heater's not turning on. Mm -hmm. You know, that nine year old system's going to eventually get replaced, right? Mm -hmm. If a technician goes out their services and fix the problem, half of these customers don't remember who the, who fixed it. They'll call another company if something else goes wrong. Now, could you imagine that nine-year-old system is going to eventually be replaced? If you put a NUVE thermostat to, to lock the customer, eventually they're going to see your logo on the thermostat, number one. Number two, you're going to be able to service that unit because you're going to be able to send alerts. And it's just a matter of time before you replace it for you and, no, and nobody else is going to be able to touch that system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love what you said about voiding the warranty, though. I want I want other contractors to really understand this. Yeah. If you install a system and then another contractor goes out and plays yep. with that system, yep. that warranty is now voided. Yep. And that is an operations, a systems and a process. Right. Yes. And that is what we tell in marketing, because I'm not going to go out if someone else played with that system yes. that I installed. You don't know what they did. did. Yeah. And, and I don't want to lose money and I don't want to like, it's not my problem that you went out and hired Chuck in a truck to fix a system that I already installed that I know I have a warranty on. Like I gave exactly. you that warranty. I gave you that guarantee. And that's just such a lesson learned because a lot of people will not, will be like, Oh, I didn't know that's how I hooked them in, but that's how you hook them in. Exactly. Warranties and guarantees. Exactly. Yeah. Better. Okay. So I'm just thinking about like, I'm still thinking about the marketing side of it because this is, this is something that, I mean, I, 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 I mentioned this on stage at Tommy's event. I mentioned this at uh, a couple other events when I was, you know, recording and stuff like that this fall. What is ish for you in Southern California? What is your average new customer acquisition cost? $285? 
No, six to eight hundred dollars, <laughs> depending on the marketing source, just because it's so expensive here in Los Angeles yeah. to acquire a new client. So yeah, like, and how much how much is a thermostat? Yeah, four hundred dollars. That's what I was saying. I was like, people, you should just be giving away thermostats. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> um like By you can way, give this like, away fully installed, and that's that's a lower cost. I mean, and look, I do digital marketing, so you guys would probably be thinking, Eric, why are you doing this? I, at the end of the day, a lead's a lead, and like, uh, you could you could literally just say free thermostat, no strings attached, fully That's installed. Right. Three patches that you need to buy, like a membership or something. Yes. You're gonna have a monitoring. A monitoring. I'll so give the you the free gonna... service of installing, yes, but I'm gonna way... charge you. <laughs> the way we're gonna spin it, the way we're gonna present it to our customers is we're gonna give them a free thermostat when they sign up for a $29.95 member a monitoring fee for that thermostat. So yeah, Eric, dude, it's 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 pretty it's pretty mind-blowing what's gonna what this thermostat's gonna be able to do. Um they're coming out January. I probably have maybe a thousand contractors on my phone waiting for this thermostat. Um, as soon as the first batch gets here, I guarantee you. 99% of it is pre-sold before it even gets here. So it's pretty fucking cool to, to see. Yeah. And yeah, what's that, the production? Like how many can you produce? I got 110,000 units getting made tw in 2024. I'm going to ramp up to half a million thermostats in 2025. Um, and then, and then go from there, but we're probably, we're, it, it's going to be pretty hard to get these thermostats just because we're going to service the service Titan uh, customers first. You know, I, obviously you guys know R and Vi are probably, you know, one of the closest people I have in the, in the industry to me. So um, I told, I gave them an exclusive on this thermostat. I told them, Hey, it's going to be for, for service Titan members for the first year. And then, and then we could sit down and, and talk about what, what the future looks like. Yeah. Damn. Like I'm so fucking excited for you. Like <laughs> Yeah, this is awesome. I love that. I love that. It's the lowest marketing source that's ever going to be produced. With one click of a button, you're going to have fucking leads all year round. So it's pretty. It's going to be pretty dope. Yeah, and marketers, like I want you to think about the consistency and not just like the demand and whatever. Like you, I want you to put a like turn it on all year long and be like, what's happening here? And in different zip codes and like really look at the zip codes and, and what's happening with the older well, units versus the newer units and, and the higher efficiencies that are out there. Like this is a strategy that you get to play with and that's super exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, Sarah, I think having you as a co-host in the show, we're going to be giving away so many strategies because like my mind is like running. <laughs> like, so here, here's my situation. I live and I, I, this is true nationwide. I live in a neighborhood that was developed at once in 1987. There's a thousand homes in my neighborhood. Let's just say that 50% of those, let's just say that 20% of those a thousand homes have a Nuve thermostat. Well, if those 200 homes are all experiencing similar issues, there's a pretty damn good chance that the other 80% are having the same problems because it was all built by the same builder. Exactly. So now, instead of you know, instead of throwing your marketing budget at God knows what, you could just geofence that entire neighborhood <laughs> right. and be like, hey, Ocean exactly. Lakes homeowners, your neighbors have been telling us about this, that, and the other problem that you're experiencing. And can you imagine what it's going to do to the labor, to the wear and tear, to the drive time of these technicians? Because you're going to be able to auto trigger these these thermostats by zip code. So let's say you got a hundred of those, and, and you're going to run three warranties in that zip code. Within five minutes, you're in those warranties. Instead of driving your technician to one city, and then the next city is 
two hours away for the next warranty. Like you're yeah. going to be able to batch all these warranties and all these service calls by zip code where now you're super hyper efficient on your technicians. Right. So yeah. I can't wait to show you guys all that data, man. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And then I was thinking about like, if you gave away those thermostats for school auctions and those zip codes, like, you'd be like, cool, I own, I own these neighborhoods. Exactly. These are mine. Exactly. Like, yeah, no, so many cool things that I could see with this and excited for, you know, the, that product just in general um, and excited that the trades are moving into innovation. Yes. because It is time and it's it always time. the time to move into innovation. Um, you know, like I said, I was looking at this five years ago. So <laughs> thank you for bringing it's that done. group that you're in up I got, to speed. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got almost $10 million involved, uh, tied up in this project. I got, you know, countless thousands and thousands of hours with my with with my partner, Travis, which is my best friend in the industry. I, you know, Tom Howard's involved in this. Tommy Mello's involved. Like all the major players, Chad Peterman, all those guys are all involved in this. And they all made all this uh, this Nube thermostat come to life. So we're probably a couple months away from launching it. And I can't wait to, to for everybody to see it. It's going to be pretty dope. Yeah, super excited for you on that. Um, and and I, I'm going to come visit you because I yes. have a summit, like next week. So I might just come stop by. <laughs> please, please. Um, but okay, so DataCube, DataCube. I always say data and data all different ways because it's fun. So tell me about it. So that was a, it. So for, for people that don't know the, the story behind it, okay. So the, Tom Howard came to my shop in 2019, I want to say. It's about three, maybe four years ago. Um, I was running a $32 million company, the next gen air conditioning. I was uh, I grew it to $32 million within the first three years. It was all grind, hustle. It was all, you know, get this fucking system installed, collect the money for it, go to the next lead, sell it, keep like, it was a cycle of just, you know, booking calls, selling calls, installing calls. And it was just on and on and on and on. I got it up to $32 million. Tom Howard walks in to show me how to use service time properly. Cause at the time we were just using it to dispatch, right? Nobody, I didn't fucking know that you tied it to accounting, purchasing that like we did all we were using it for is literally to put the customer information and send it to the technician. And then from then on, we would use paper invoices, paper contracts. We would collect paper uh, checks way to the shop. If they wanted to run a credit card, they would have to call in the CSR dispatcher. Like we were using service sign like to 1% of our capabilities. So Aura sends uh, uh, Tom Howard to my shop and, 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 and Tom starts asking all these questions of like, hey, Ishmael, you know, congratulations on your growth, man. You must be fucking proud of yourself. And I'm like sitting there stressed out of my fucking mind because I don't even know like how the hell I got there to 32, number one. Number two, like I see my bank accounts and they fluctuate so much, right? And I'm like, dude, I'm like, he starts asking questions like, hey, man, like $32 million, you must be running at 52% gross profit or 60% gross profit. And I'm like, what's gross profit? <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that, the, that time in your life. <laughs> Dude, Tom looked at me straight in the eye and he's like, you don't know what gross profit is? I'm like, no. He's like, where's your P&Ls? I'm like, what's a P&L? <laughs> Dude, it was the funniest shit ever because I still remember like Tom looking at me like his eyes lit up like, dude, are you dumb? Like he literally looked at me like if I was dumb and I'm like, bro, I don't know none of this shit. I barely graduated at high school. I wanted to fucking grind out and uh, see how fast I could grow a business. And I thought growing to $32 million in three years was a normal thing. I thought everybody could do it. And they're like, 
And Tom looks at me, he's like, no, bro, nobody's ever done that shit, especially with no customer base, no employees, like out of a garage, like nobody's ever done that. And then he starts educating me on my financials. That's when I came up with the, with the concept of DataCube because everybody and their mother, Leland, fucking Ken Goodrich, Haynes, like all the big names had gone to my shop and asked me all these questions. What's your gross profit? What's your customer acquisition? You know, how many service calls are you running? What's your average ticket? Like all those questions that smart people know, like I didn't know none of that shit until I got educated on it. And, you know, my mind works so simple that I didn't want to like, I wanted to learn the basics and fundamentals of it. And I wanted to like, you know, defend myself when somebody came up, but wouldn't it be cool? Like if you could just put displays and if somebody asks you a question, you just point at it and <laughs> all your fucking plus, all your company information's there. So that's when I came up with, I came up with the concept data queue. We it's, it's customizable dashboards with live KPIs on every single metric inside your company. So you want to know how your CSRs are performing? We have a dashboard for CSRs. You want to know how your guys are performing? We have a dashboard for sales guys. You want to know how your technicians are performing? We have a dashboard for that too. You want to know how overall the company's performing? It's called an LSD dashboard. Live this uh, a, a, a live um uh, this uh sorry, LSD, a live service dashboard. Okay, everything that you need to know about your company, your average ticket, how many calls you're booking, your capacity, your trends, all that is on that. As soon as somebody sells, it triggers all the KPIs inside the dashboard. As soon as a technician flips a call to a PM, a PM sells it, it triggers all their KPIs. As soon as a CSR books a call and it took two and a half minutes to book that call, it triggers all their KPIs. So now you know exactly what's going on inside your company live and you don't have to wait at the end of the week, at the end of the month to look at a stupid report that's probably inaccurate and start making decisions on your on your operation you get to do those every single day every single minute right you get to know who's performing at the top who's not performing who's you know what csr is being freaking lazy and not booking calls like you get to know all that live instead of just waiting for things to change so that's why i came up with data cube it was a it was a it was a project for myself but then contracts yeah. started coming in here and literally can i get it can i get it can i get it and now we got like i think like three or four hundred contractors on it so it's pretty dope. Yeah. yeah, it is pretty dope. I really it was jealous of I took a picture of it from a screenshot and I was like, we need this <laughs> like, because I was so like, you know, like pulling reports every week and, and making sure that they were accurate and then going back and reclassifying calls when the call center was doing their things. And, you know, it was just a nightmare sometimes. And I was yes. like, this data is everywhere. And, yes. um, you know, we created cool reports and things like that, but I wanted it right there for everyone to see. And then for it to be a competition, because yes. I was like, I want you to win just as much as you want to win. And so everything in what we do is incentivized for everyone except for the marketer. So mm -hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wanted to, I want them to, be happy with what they do and celebrate their moments. But um, yeah, was, so I really enjoy DataCube and, and the visualization that was, part. That, what you just said right now, Sarah, was probably the biggest surprise to me because when I came up with the dashboard, it was strictly to see the metrics inside the company. Yeah. So it wasn't like, I never thought about the impact in the culture. So yeah. once we once we had the the, the software um, completed, I started putting TVs in all the shops, in the training rooms, in the CSR room, in the production room, everywhere. These eighty four inch screen TVs just everywhere with live metrics, dude. We would see technicians 
taking selfies of them, being like, hey, I'm number three. Look at, look, I'm number three. Like it started getting super competitive where people would like fight just to see their picture on the top 10. And now it created a, a culture of like super competitive atmosphere where everybody's trying to be on the dashboard. And that's what that I didn't I never accounted for that until I started seeing people take screenshots and selfies and talking shit to each other in front of the dashboards. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, when you talk about it, you want to be about it, right? Like it's oh, yeah. it, and and it's not that like competitive is a bad thing. And I want people to take that off the table of the negativity of the competitiveness. The culture is rewarding, right? And that is what it's about. The culture is rewarding and incentivizing your technicians and incentivizing people to want to be a part of the culture that builds your reputation inside and <laughs> outside. And that is a hundred percent. A O fucking K because yes. that's what you need to do. That's what creates um, profit. That's what creates yeah. growth. That's what creates revenue. Like all these things that you guys have, like that's what creates all that. We came up with a contest board for data for data cube. You know how many contests go on every fucking company? Whoever does the most uh, IQ sales this week wins. Like, but nobody would report on them through uh, unless they would send an email or a text message. Now you could customize. You could customize contests. It's called a contest board. You could customize uh, customize a contest on your dashboard and just display it there. So now, if a technician's like, "What place am I in?" They just look at the board or they log into their app and they look at it and they go like, "Shit, I'm in number three. I gotta sell more." IQ, I got to sell more. I got to turn more calls or whatever it is. We're able to track it live. So no, nobody has a question is the coolest part about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that. And I know that. Um, so what's the, the production time for getting onto data cube? Cause I know there was a little bit of a delay, right? Like it was so we're, popular. We're, we're onboarding. Uh, it takes about two weeks to onboard a, a new contractor. I say by by the end of January, there's gonna there's gonna be a self um, a self onboarding online where you just put your company information. You give us APA access to your service Titan, and the next day you're already onboarded to 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 Data Cube. That's gonna be probably one of the coolest things because instead of waiting for two weeks in 24 to 48 hours, you can have live dashboards with all your your all your company technicians, pictures, everything ready to go. So yeah. I can't wait for you guys to have it. Yeah. And then I, I see that with equity groups, right? Like bridging all of that together with BI tools that, you know, it's already integrated, but like, oh, how are you performing with the equity group that you're in so that you can constantly see what's going on and, you know, you don't have to wait till the end of the year Christmas party to see who's ranking higher or whatnot. We could customize dashboards in different companies. So if you want to see companies instead of employees, you could do that too on the, on the dashboards. If you, if, let's say, you know, like the wrench group owns 16 different companies and you guys want to know how you're ranking in revenue and profit and all that. You could customize a dashboard just for that. And now you're seeing every single company metric. You could click on that company and then you could go deeper into their KPIs. So it's pretty, we, we kind of, we kind of innovated it with the private equity sweep that came in and we were able to cater to the big private equity. I think one hour's in, um, I know wrench of half a wrench people are getting on board on there too. So yeah, it's, you could see, you could, you could customize dashboards to whatever you want to do. So it's yeah. not, we give you a template of like what NextGen uses and what, you know, helped us get to where we're at. But you, if you want to add a different KPI or a different dashboard, they could always do it too. Like, nice, nice. Well, gosh, I'm so excited for you, right? Yeah, thank you. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm still thinking about the thermostats. Um, <laughs> um, it's dope, huh? I, I, I had Andrew and Bree on the podcast a while back. We chatted about Data Cube. 
Um, so I've, I, I, I love it. Um, I'm still thinking that about the thermostats, going, man. man I'm just thinking about like, you were talking, Sarah, you were talking about like the trades, like innovating. Um, I, I, I hate to say this on air, but it's almost like they're catching up, which is good. Like oh, they need to, they need to catch up. Cause like, you know, I, I, I know everyone loves marketing agencies, but like marketing agencies operate on MRR and like, yes. I was like heating and air businesses should absolutely be operating on MRR. Like you were talking That's about being able to, yeah, you want That's to be able to like sell a company versus, you know, like it, one day these val- valuations are going to say how many, how many thermostat subscriptions do you have? Exactly. Dude, I can't wait for that impact, Eric, because imagine right now we're running on memberships, which require labor, parts, material, all that. Imagine when you have 10,000 thermostats getting charged $29.95 with no labor, no parts, no la- nothing, no material, anything on it. Yeah. Now you got 10,000 clients at $29 just getting monitored on the service site app or our new app. Like, what is that going to do for our evaluation for the for the contractors? Now you're not talking, you know, 10 to 20 X on EBITDA. Now you're talking future multiples of revenue. Uh, it might be in uh, 20 to 30 multiples of EBITDA instead of 10 to 20 because we're infusing more technology on it. So I can't yeah. wait for that. That's my favorite part, Eric. Thank you. And so much so much of the traditional memberships, like they still require you to go out and do the work, which you need to be able to go out and do the work. But like it's almost like a it's almost like a gym membership. Like I have a gym membership and it's $40 a month and I haven't been in almost a year. I just work out at home. I need to use it, it. but it's just like, it's just like a monitoring fee almost. I mean, of course the gym's not monitoring me, but it's similar. It's like you you pay for it so that you, you pay for it so you can schedule your appointment if you want, or you could not, and your system can go to shit. Just like the gym. You can go to the gym if you want, or you can become like me and, formulate a father figure yeah but then doesn't talk to you look at this is the only difference between the the monitoring model and the membership model the membership model tells you you need to be out there three to four times a a week um, i mean a year upselling your customer and selling them this and selling right the monitoring model all it's doing is hey some customers just use their ac for a month out of the whole year you don't need to be out there two, three times a year. Some customers use it eight to nine months out of the year. You need to be out there three to four times a year. So, right, like it's only going to give you more insight to your co- consumer. So imagine what the, what these manufacturers, all the data that we're going to be able to, to provide for all these custom, all these manufacturers for service time, for ourselves in general. Like all the wasted labor parts and material that we've been using for the membership model. Now you're actually going to have data to be like, hey, this customer only used it a month. It probably just needs a, an air conditioning, a, a filter change, and that's it. Or, hey, this customer used it eight months out of the year. We need to do a coil cleaning, a condenser cleaning, da 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 right? You're going to be able to have all that data and show your consumer that when you pull up to the call instead of, hey, why am I here for? Right? Or, hey, I'm just yeah. going to change out your filter. Like you're going to have data, you're going to have uh, alerts on the thermostat to show them like, hey, you've been using this excessively. It needs a deep cleaning. For that deep cleaning, it's $1,800. We're going to clean your coil or your condenser, da, 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 right? And now the consumer can't say anything. What are they going to say? No, I didn't use it for eight months. No, you're going to be like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah. And data, then data-driven can, decisions all the exactly. way through, right? Yeah. Like you can't lie. Like data does lie on input but it it doesn't like on the output of it of what it is connected to a system it makes more sense right then 
Yeah, no, it makes sense. I really um, am super excited for you about this. And and so do you have a beta going on right now yes. with this? It's, there's there's uh, 120 thermostats installed already. There's probably going to be a thousand within the next couple of weeks installed. We're going to let them run for probably 30 days, make sure that everything's working properly. And then we're going to launch it in January for sure. So I can't wait to, to I'm going to post it on Avengers, guys. So if you guys don't know about Service Avengers, Service Avengers is a group that I started uh Three years ago, there's about 6,000 members in there, all contractors, air conditioning, garage doors, plumbers, electrical guys. And all we do right there is try to help you out. You know, if you have marketing questions, I've seen Eric talk about it. If you if you have operational questions, financial questions, anything that you have in there, there's somebody in that group going through the same struggle or have the same question that, that you do. So there's a ton of people that are always, you know, interacting there back and forth. It's a pretty dope group, man. I, I, I honestly came up with it just to like let my mind free in, in between in between meetings or, or company stuff. And uh, and it's turned out to be a pretty dope ass group. I, I, I'd say it's probably the dopest, most sophisticated group in the trades right now. So you could. Yeah, I was you wondering could... when you're gonna have conferences. Hmm. I was wondering when you were gonna have conferences. No, no, no. I, look, I don't do, look. Let me tell you something. I don't do conferences because I don't want people to think that I'm trying to sell them something or I'm trying to like, dude. I'm trying to help you with Data Cube. I'm trying to help you with Nuve. I'm trying to help you with Service Avengers. It's not like I'm in a, like I'm making billions and billions of dollars with all this. Like I'm literally doing it just to help the everyday contractor that doesn't know what to, where to go or where to turn for help. I've been in their spot. I know what it is to make little to no money on a $32 million business. And I know what it is to sell a company for over 150 million. Like I, all that in between feels like. So that, that's why I do it. I don't do it to capitalize on my contractors. I do it to help them, to be honest with you. Ish, uh, before we hop off, how can our listeners learn about uh, Nuve or DataCube? Um, DataCube has datacubeai.com, um, Snuve is nuvehome.com. And then if you guys want to catch me or if you guys need help on, on operational stuff, financial stuff, all that, go on Service Avengers. It's a free Facebook page. It asks you four questions about who you are. And I, I just want to make sure that we don't get you know a ton of spam in there. So answer the four questions. I'll let you in the group and then you guys could start posting about it. Service Avengers is probably the fastest way to get my attention because I'm there to help people. So I'll hop on it a couple of times a, a day and make sure that I'm answering questions and I'm letting people, uh, I'm helping people in there. So um, nuvehome.com or uh, datacubeai.com and then uh, Service Avengers on Facebook for, for, for sure. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. All right, Ish. Hope you have a great rest of your day, man. Appreciate you Thanks, joining us appreciate on the you podcast. Bye. And that wraps up another episode of The Trademark, where we bridge the worlds of the trades and marketing one story at a time. We can't wait to see you next time. Thank you to the trades for giving back big, loving big, and taking massive action. Don't forget to join us next time for more engaging conversations and innovative ideas. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and share it with your colleagues and friends in the trades and marketing. Your support means the world to us. Stay connected with us off the air by following us on social media. We'd love to hear your thoughts and get your feedback. Until next time, keep making your mark in the trades. Thank you for listening to The Trademark. Goodbye for now. And remember, we're with the trades for the trades.